Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. This is episode five on the 10th of February 2021 following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. I'm here with Jonas. How you doing, man? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Like, give us a give us a bit of an intro. Like, uh, how did how did you get into crypto? Who are you? Why are you on this podcast? What are you here to tell us about? So I'm Jonas. I'm a software developer from Sweden, and I think I heard about Bitcoin in 2010, it's so pretty early. Pretty early, yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded the wallet, and I I couldn't buy it from anywhere. I just found like a faucet. I think Gavin Anderson gave out free Bitcoins at that time, and then. I just couldn't figure it out, so I, I deleted the wallet and just forgot about yeah. it. So, uh, in hindsight, that's kind of, well, I wish I didn't do that, but here we are. And in uh, four years after that, I think we had a, a cryptography course in the university, and we actually had the section about Bitcoin and blockchain and how it works, even on the exam. And then finally, I, I took the time to read up and what, what was this and read the white paper. And I've been a cryptocurrency supporter ever since. And I think I'm on this podcast because I'm soon, hopefully, going to release, release a book about crypto. Basically explaining what it's about, not just speculation, but uh, what you can use for it and why everyone should care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's actually quite a sort of common story in some senses is that people come to crypto like at their second bite of the apple. There's so many people, especially from the very, very early days that I've heard that have some sort of story like, oh, I got out my laptop and I heard about it. I mined like two blocks or something when it was just on GPUs and then I threw out my hard drive or whatever, whatever. Or I went back to it and discovered that I'd only mined 0.1 when I thought, oh, maybe I've mined thousands and, you know, but that that sort of yeah. yeah that sort of like circle of people who heard about it because they were in the industry a little bit or whatever right yeah exactly so, yeah i mean i think that's pretty cool like uh, for me the first time i heard about bitcoin was yeah in 2013 um briefly but or maybe it was was it in 2013 when the silk road went down it was right or maybe i think so i think it was 2013 and i was at my mate's place uh and he said to me he said oh, did you hear about this thing? Uh, did you hear about Bitcoin? I said, what's Bitcoin? He said, oh, it's this uh, currency that they were using to trade on the on the dark net to sell sell drugs. And this the website was Silk Road and the website went down. And so, the you know, now they can't trade, right? So the price of Bitcoin has crashed. And I said to him, let's buy some, right? <laughs> because my logic was that somebody would put up another website. Like I, that was all I knew. I didn't know anything else about Bitcoin. I didn't know anything else. But I was just like, well... If that website's gone down, you can always make another website, but uh, the price will recover. So I guess I was very opportunistic yeah. like that, you know. Um, cool. But yeah, everybody comes to it in their own way. It's very interesting, right? So yeah, uh, obviously we're going to just go here and go, oh, part of this slide did not load. That's not good. Um, anyway, basically what it should be is the, yeah, this coin market cap thing here so i don't know how much do you follow the price of bitcoin bitcoin cash you're a big uh, price well, fanatic not really well i try not to look but it, it's just it's almost like a train cash you you can't look away uh, especially in these times when it's like going up like crazy so yeah i think i have a pretty good uh, 
Hand yeah, along. one thing about crypto is it's never, it's definitely never, uh, never boring. Anyway, Bitcoin Cash, four hundred and eighty-four, yeah. four hundred eighty-three dollars. It was up to over five hundred in the last couple of days after the announcement that we're just going to get to in a second. But um, yeah, it's it's back down, back down a little bit. Just got knocked off Dogecoin, got in the top ten, and then out. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I don't really put a lot of stock necessarily in in this uh in the price whether it's up or down right because it seems very uncorrelated with the actual amount of real world uh adoption or use of anything right so yeah uh, of course let me, let me just put this back on the full screen let's see if this be all good now all right so the massive news right two days ago or, or maybe even one day ago maybe i'm losing track of time but Elon Musk announced that he had purchased $1.5 billion of Bitcoin um, in Tesla. What, what was your initial reaction? Well, the, it's like, wow, that's extremely huge because uh, it seems like everything uh, Musk buys or talks about, you know, it, it goes up like crazy and it gets all this attention. And my second thought was, wow, that's really risky. I mean, they're a car car company and they are not even making money from their cars and they buy like a lot of bitcoin and uh i don't know i'm, I'm not uh, hugely into tesla i think it's like uh, extremely overvalued and uh, i think a lot of people will see this as just another well let's uh, short tesla yeah. i mean i think i i do agree with you in the sense that I think Tesla is probably a little bit overvalued. I think it's going to go on to be, you know, an amazing company just because I think it's very hard to bet against Elon. Like it's, it seems like no matter how many world changing things he adds onto his plate, he still keeps like killing it at all of them. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, are you watching interviews with him or, or anything like he's an incredibly smart guy and he just works, you know, works his tail off constantly. Right. So I would never, ever bet it you know, against him, I guess, in, in that sense. So I do agree with you. I think Tesla's a little bit overhyped. I wasn't really that surprised to hear that they uh, bought up some some Bitcoin. Not that I expected this specifically, but it does make sense to me in the sense that, you know, it seems, it seems up his alley, right? It's like technology. It's obviously like innovative towards the future. It seems the kind of thing he could get into, like it's good for humanity type of angle. You know, he's got a bit of that flavor and so i was actually surprised it took until 2021 for him to for him to jump on board you know like i would have expected and i think he knows that because i've seen him say like oh i'm really late on this like i mean still earlier than most people right but i i think he himself feels like the amount of times i've heard about this i should have should have looked at it sooner so i mean i think my as one other thing i want to get your opinion on is my uh, impression is that I think this this one might be a bit of a, a Trojan horse for for Bitcoin Core BTC because it was announced, the price shot up, there was a lot of hype, you know, on the subreddit. Everyone's like, "Wow, you know, Tesla's accepting us." But I think one thing that was massively overlooked was it's good because it sets a precedent that big companies might be, you know, storing their assets like Google or Amazon, maybe right? They might be, you know, Facebook. They might be thinking, "Oh, we should do the same thing." But on the other hand, it was celebrated as this like, oh, wow, Bitcoin's going to take over the world. But this is the first actual merchant that has adopted Bitcoin in like five years, right? And it's not setting a present. It's not like a grocery store or anything, because if you're buying a Tesla, you can buy it in Bitcoin, because if it takes two hours and costs you 20 bucks, 
well, if you're buying a $50,000 Tesla, that's fine. Or a rocket, if you're buying that, it's it's it needs that security and stuff like that. But that's not really the average use case. No, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think this is a good use case for Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's not why I'm uh, into crypto. I'm more into like... I want to buy everything, not just the really expensive cars. And I think uh, it might be a pretty cool move from from Tesla's point of view because a lot of people have earned a lot of money in, in Bitcoin, and now they can just instead of uh, selling it for fiat, they can buy a Tesla. So maybe uh, people will instead of having the Lambo memes, they will have the Tesla. Well, I, I did already see a bit of that. So maybe it is just a bit of a smart like uh, play on his behalf, as to sort of, yeah, he knows that there's a market there, and so. He's sort of uh, jumping into it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's true. And so I was watching uh, the you know network traffic very very uh, closely, and we'll, we'll come to that uh, in a second. But the it's sort of the the Bitcoin network. I mean, I you know it didn't melt down or anything, but it didn't really respond super well. Like fees went from four dollars up to like fourteen or, or twenty dollars. Even I saw it at one point. Um, and it, it got super like congested. So I think t- to me, it was sort of proof that uh, the problem with running a system at max capacity all the time is that then as soon as you have another level of usage, which obviously in a viral thing like crypto, you can't predict when that's going to be, you know, you really start yeah. to struggle, right? Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't surpassed the fee levels of, of uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. Or I think it reached something like $50 or something I've heard, but we're, we're still a bit uh, far from that. But who knows, maybe in a week or two, they, it can just yeah, shoot up. Because it, it can happen all like very suddenly if there's a very critical event. Do you, yeah. do you think uh, this is, you know, uh, do you think uh, Bitcoin Cash or Doge, are you, you thinking uh, Tesla would go for that? Well, I, I really hope so. I mean, it, it's not, if you decided to accept Bitcoin, it's not that hard to accept other things as well. So I, I hope so. And uh, he's been shilling Dogecoin uh, as well. So maybe he will put up and uh, Dogecoin will also rocket yeah. up. I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think they will. Uh, maybe not now, but at least pretty soon in the future. Uh, yeah. Maybe they will just decide to use BitPay, for instance, and then uh, they will get Bitcoin Cash for free. Yeah, I mean, I I can see, you know, I mean, obviously Elon's a bit of a troll, right? He does, he was hyping up Dogecoin, 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 and then suddenly he's like, oh, we've got a bunch of Bitcoin, right? You know, that's a pretty uh, classic move. But yeah, I want to go on, uh, oh, this slide's also not going to load. Hey, we're going to have all these problems. But I want to go on record for this. I think in the next... uh, 18 months we'll see bitcoin cash for sure well not for sure but my prediction is in 18 months uh within 18 months we'll see elon will say look we're going to accept bitcoin cash and that will be the second one he you know maybe doge as well for the meme so he might say we're accepting bch and doge i don't think he's going to really be like ethereum or any other ones like that but i do think um i do think bitcoin cash will get in there because we've already seen him talking about there's a good chance. Uh, good, this should be a C. There's a good chance crypto is the future currency of the earth. And then today he was tweeting about this like app, and he has here any crypto wallet 
that won't give you your private key should be avoided at all costs, right? So to me, it sort of feels like he, he, he knows, he's figuring it out, which is the first thing was obviously, oh, we're going to buy some and maybe that was, you know, occupying his uh, attention. But now that, he's, now that he's got some, I'm sure his brain has switched into how are we going to take this global, right? And of course, when you're doing that, maybe like before he was like, oh, Bitcoin is pretty cool and he decided he'd buy some, but maybe now he's thinking he's got to really do his due diligence on the scaling and how's it all going to go down. And so to me, if he's already figuring out like this is a not your keys, not your coins type of idea, if he's got that in his head, then it's like, well, you got, you know, how, how are we going to get people on, on chain basically? And BTC is not really looking to support that. So I, I don't know my, my theory, uh, what do you think? Well, obviously I like it. <laughs> I'm always, <laughs> I, w I wish that uh, that's how it would work out. Uh, I'm always a bit skeptical of, of predicting the future because I'm really bad yeah. at it. Uh, I mean, from my point of view, it's obvious that Bitcoin Cash is better than, than Bitcoin, like purely technology. Uh, I, I just, uh, I can't understand people who just buy Bitcoin because, well, it's going up in price. Because to me, you need to uh, to look like a level deeper. But it's, uh, I, I hope that Elon will do it, but I, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, he might just go, you know, uh, uh, troll and you know try to manipulate the price as much as possible and then we look at market cap and like oh ethereum that's the next big thing and then we will hype that up i don't know uh, yeah i mean my mate he sort of suggested to me he he's a big fan of tesla as well and elon musk and everything and he he said uh yeah i mean maybe like i said to him i don't think Elon's going to have the best time of it because if Elon, if he suddenly decides, look, we're going to take this global, he's going to run into a huge issue where the entire community has already set themselves into a certain narrative. Even though he would be an influential guy, uh, I, you know, a lot of people have tried a lot of stuff to try and, okay, let's get this back to a currency and less of this digital gold type stuff. A lot of people have tried and failed and eventually just figured out, you know, there's voice and exit, let's just go for exit. And I think he would be smart enough to pick up on that and go for it. But one point that my mate uh, made, which I thought, you know, deserves consideration was he thought, okay, well, Elon can obviously just get a bunch of his own devs if he wants. And one thing he could, he might do is he might try and sort of get involved. And if it doesn't go well, he'll just say, fine, fuck it. I'll just fork off and make Tesla Bitcoin or, or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that would really shake things up. But I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to see him doing that because it's more like, well, yeah. why wouldn't you just use Bitcoin Cash if, if you know, if it was already rolling? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, now he has like 1.5 billion dollars in Bitcoin, but he doesn't have that in Bitcoin Cash. So maybe that's incentive enough to fork Bitcoin instead mm. of just selling it and moving to another chain. Yeah. yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I still, I still sort of think even if that happened, I would still kind of like Bitcoin Cash because uh, we've seen in the past that crypto can suffer from having a, you know a centralized uh, leadership even if mm -hmm. even if in theory it's all decentralized and yada yada like if elon makes a coin it's it's basically it's going to be elon coin right because he's going to own a lot of it he's going to be the one that sets it all up and says i'm doing this and and that and even as smart as he is i you know i mean it's still sort of the philosophy is the net you know the what's it called the wisdom of crowds right the network is still smarter than any one individual person so 
like I don't know, he's got a lot of resources to throw at it. I'd like his chances better than Bitcoin Core, but I would still sort of feel like, yeah, but uh, Bitcoin Cash could maybe do it. Not, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good point you bring up because uh, people love to talk about centralization and decentralization, but there are, there are different kinds, right? Well, we have the minor centralization or decentralization, which is uh, arguably the most important because it's the one that secures the network. But we also have the developer centralization. Like there are some coins like Ethereum, for instance. I would say that's a pretty centralized coin because uh, if uh, Vitalik says jump, then the whole community will, will yeah. jump. And it, it's, I mean, Bitcoin Cash has like six, full node implementation, I think, and they seem to be co collaborating well. And I think that's reason enough to, to support Bitcoin Cash because you don't see that in any other cryptocurrency. I mean, you have one dominating uh, developer team and full node in all others I know yeah. of. I mean, yeah, exactly. I agree. And I think it was a very hard one type of aspect right that only came about because of the original <laughs> fork and then later on there was like bitcoin sv and there was bitcoin um AB, bch abc like forking off and stuff like that and so that that's actually why I, I quite like bitcoin cash at the moment i mean as much as i also just it's the original bitcoin in my mind right but uh one thing is that it's it's just you know even if the price is low it's just it's just putting in the hard yards that other cryptos have not done in terms of making itself more resilient to to those kinds of issues, right? And it even occurred to me that if the Bitcoin uh, BTC fees are super high, then, well, that money's going to the miners. And so effectively, the current BTC users are funding additional mining infrastructure, right? Which could swap over to uh, BCH in the event that there was a big flip. So... In that way, the joke would really be be on those people who paid all those high fees, and then, you know, if the mining infrastructure shifted over, well, they they would have just like funded the security of the whole the whole thing. So I think that's interesting. But yeah, with um, with Tesla, yeah, obviously, uh, what's his name? Um, Elon did put in the SEC filing that um, I'll make this a bit smaller. Uh, that he could buy other other. Okay, this is just not going to work other um other cryptos or it even says here including digital assets gold bullion gold exchange traded funds and other assets as specified in the future so he he's left the door open you know to be pretty uh, pretty broad with his strategy i think i i don't think that's an accident um oh, i agree yeah. right so another bit of uh news i saw was this uh i thought this is very funny this coinbase uh put out you know their update improved warnings when minor fees are higher than usual and i think this is a case of uh second order effects right that people need to think in a cryptocurrency when you do one thing or another thing it might be easy to say okay the price is going up or down that's literally the, the most basic uh analysis right because everything affects everything else and with this surge in fees which is maybe not, even not going to be that uncommon businesses in the ecosystem are having to adapt right so if they they're the ones who the uh, burden falls on when they get 100 customer support tickets saying why doesn't this work where's my coins why did this cost 20 dollars to send five dollars you know all the all the stuff like that right yeah i i think that's what that was why uh, steam and uh, stripe uh, dropped uh, Bitcoin in 
when 2017 or something you know when fees were really high uh, yeah it, ju it just becomes it just becomes a, a hassle so i mean as mind blown as i am that the btc crowd haven't clued in yet even if they can somehow sort of justify okay if the fees are this high or it's this impractical or we don't have this much development or whatever they think oh that's fine for me i don't know how in the bigger picture you can see yeah but that's not fine for everyone else that's not fine for the businesses it's not fine for new users who are just going to say look why do i bother with this uh they're just going to go somewhere else and i think the businesses will get to the point where they will actively start like warning against BTC and they'll say use Bitcoin Cash, hopefully, as the, because that, that's it just it it just works right. That's the whole point. If you make it reliable like that, over time people will uh, will migrate towards that. So I think that was interesting. Um, I had this. Uh, so this was a screenshot I took here again. I really wish I maybe I'll see if I can make it a bit uh, a bit bigger maybe. So everybody can sort of see what I'm talking about. I took this uh, screenshot of during the during the peak after the Tesla uh, announcement, and uh, what what uh, a few things that I really noticed was so the the BTC fees obviously skyrocketed, right? They went from four dollars to nine dollars forty six in this screenshot, and then to fourteen and up to twenty dollars. Uh, but then the the what that meant was that even though there was a lot of things being broadcasted the confirmed rate was much lower. And all that means is that the uh, backlog gets bigger and the average fee escalates over time, right? That's the only release valve in that scenario. And then by contrast, Bitcoin Cash also had a huge surge in uh, transactions and they were both doing, you know, up to eight or nine like transactions uh, per second. But in BCH, it was the opposite scenario where the fees didn't budge and even though the broadcasted transactions were high, the confirmed rate was even higher. So everything was, was like being, uh, being pushed through, you know, which I thought was really, uh, really indicative. Yeah, I agree. I mean, under like, and uh, you know, I don't know. Again, you like, we just can't predict those viral events. So who knows what the next thing will be, right? Maybe Apple announces they're also bought a lot of Bitcoin or. Well, in crypto, you can never predict. It will probably be something com in a completely different category. But eventually, yeah. things do happen, right? And in crypto, they spark manias fairly, uh, fairly regularly. So to me, to me, this whole uh, scenario, even though on the face of it, it sounds like much more bullish for BTC Core than for Bitcoin Cash, I actually I sort of took the opposite um, from it. Although, again, maybe that's just because that's what I want to believe, but... That, that, that was right. <laughs> so yeah there and then uh, so the transactions have still been like climbing up there was this huge spike up to like over 500,000 which wasn't uh, real but it was like the projected uh, volume that it was going to do in that in that uh, day which but after the hype died off uh, you know it didn't carry on at nine transactions per second for the rest of the day but it, it really made me think like right okay well maybe we could be doing you know half a million plus transactions a day like that 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 is a lot right that that's a lot of people uh one way or another sending around sending around crypto okay so also in other uh other news uh we had this uh guy jeff and he posted on the reddit and he said look i quit my job and i moved to brazil 
during the pandemic. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever been to Brazil. I've never been to Brazil. I want, I I want to go though. It looks, uh, looks like a blast. Anyway, he set up this uh, wallet with his friend uh, Amanda. So Jeff, if you're watching this, look, I just took it. I, I just had to get a, a picture of you both in it. So I don't know. It's not necessarily the best picture, but... Um, you know, this sign here is because she obviously has some, she has like some kind of business, right? And so he got her um, accepting Bitcoin cash and then he posted about it and just said, hey, can everybody just throw in, throw in a dollar or two and just show her that like, wow, this is this global currency and blah, blah, blah. There's a community and everything like that. Um, so I did and a bunch of other people did, yeah, just one or two dollars and then he also posted up a video which people can uh, go on the thread and and have a bit of a look at or maybe maybe even we could just throw it up here now uh, without the sound but uh where he was like showing her oh look you've got all these uh tips and everything and to me that was really okay here we go somebody uh, uh here it is uh and to me it was quite like let me just uh mute this but yeah so he just like shows her okay here's the uh you know bitcoin that you've got and she's kind of like a bit surprised like <laughs> how, how did this suddenly happen you know and uh whatever he's just sort of like you know showing her like these are all the donations we got from around the world and everything like that and i, I don't know to me it was kind of like this this kind of thing has stopped happening you know I, I'm, I'm glad that it is now but i don't know what you think but i rem- remember that in the old the old you know community there was this kind of small things just happening all the time that people would say oh i got my friend into it or i this i, I don't know some little angle like this right yeah i agree it feels sometimes it feels like bitcoin cash today is like bitcoin was in the early days it was all just uh, adoption talk and uh, videos and uh, stuff about uh, uh, getting your friends on. And I think I remember there were, there were some students with a QR code, like in mom sent Bitcoin and he got like a ton of Bitcoin. I don't remember how much it is, but it was pretty lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I literally got that slide <laughs> ready to go because that was exactly the same thing I thought of. This, this guy who was at this um, uh, college football game I think in America and yeah he just had this classic sign it doesn't even make sense hi mum send it's like is he is he he's saying hi to his mum but also to send bitcoin or is he telling his mum to send him bitcoin you know it doesn't even it literally make sense but he had this this is a very old style logo as well too now you never see this kind of gold coin type logo right uh, because I think people made it made it too confusing with like physical currency uh, I think people moved moved away from that, but uh, yeah. And this guy, he got he got uh, twenty two BTC. He later he got forty four BTC. I, I saw I checked the address, so he would have been um, <laughs> sorted at the time. But yeah, so he got like nearly fifty grand in uh, Bitcoin donations, just because everybody was so excited. Everybody was like, "This is amazing! We're on mainstream TV, you know? It's us against the world type of." type of thing and uh when i read up on this i hadn't looked at it in a long time he actually said that he was donating a lot of the money to this company called sean's outpost who again i like i've completely forgotten about them but they were huge in the community they're uh they did uh charity work for uh giving out food i think in africa 
and they were really well known in the Bitcoin community. Lots of things would be, okay, we're doing this one thing or whatever, but we're donating part of it to Sean's outpost. So I kind of wonder what what happened to that, right? But at a certain point, uh, Sean's outpost vanished. Oh, lots of these little videos and these cute little things, little moments for the community, they all kind of kind of fell by the wayside. So yeah, I was really glad to see some of that happening again in uh, in the Bitcoin Cash community. And I hope people can... <laughs> you can never predict, but I hope people come up with uh, more more stuff like that, you know? Yeah, totally. All right, cool. So, yeah, now the main uh, the main topic. So, yeah, you t- you've uh, written this book, or I guess you've, you've nearly written it. It seems like it's mostly there, and uh, everyone can check it out at whycryptocurrencies.com. It is uh, completely free online and everything. And I had a bit of a... I read through it. I haven't got through all of it. It was more than I expected. I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, you know, five or 10 uh, little articles all linked together, right? But uh, I was reading it last night and there, there was, there's a, you've got a lot of content in there. So yeah, talk, talk me through this, uh, this book. Well, uh, the reason I, I started writing this, uh, so I, uh, I started following Bitcoin like in 2014, as I said, and I, in 2017, I felt like, well, I, I think I'm going to do something about, uh, about it. Like I'm, I'm a software developer. Maybe I should, uh, you know, coding Bitcoin core or, or something, but then the whole block size debate happened. And, uh, after that, there were some issues in Bitcoin cash with, uh, ABC and Bitcoin unlimited, I think. So I got, I got a, like. I don't want to jump into that shark pool. So I, I wanted to do something else. And uh, always when I talked to people with uh, about Bitcoin and crypto, uh, they were always super dismiss- dismissive, like everyone, like my families, my friends, uh, in school, at work, even on uh, online, online communities. Like they're very technical, but then like, well, this is just a scam or, and they're still t- saying it today that, well, there are no use cases for, for mm. crypto. I mean, uh, well, they can say uh, there are illegal use cases, but the, everything else is like they don't matter. So uh, what do you do when you have people who are wrong on the internet? You you write stuff. And I, I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, I need to write. Okay. But, but then I had to write like... Uh, uh, there were people again and again the and again points, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly the same person they're still going on today of course so i figure hey uh i have some time on my hands and i have uh, write a book on my bucket list at first i thought uh, i wanted to write something about programming because i love mm-hmm. programming but then i figured well why not just take all these small points that I, I, I have written? I have like uh, f- four or five bullet points, basically. Why don't I turn them into a book? And I'm like, hmm. And so I tried to try to do it. And uh, the way I did it was uh, I posted, uh, I wrote a chapter and then I posted it online. And it will always be free. And I want to, the purpose basically is to answer the question. Well, uh, what's the point of crypto? I mean, what can you do with it? What's the value? Uh, or not to explain the high price or anything, but what can you actually uh, do with it? What's, what's, what's the use case? Why are some people so excited about crypto? And uh, that's it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, when I uh, 
came to it uh, yeah I, I sort of had this expectation in my mind of like uh, especially because you've done it in such that sort of minimalistic uh ui design style which i like but it sort of lends itself to you know he, here is the like the mantra or the philosophy of of cryptocurrency right and so i was expecting it to to be a bit more sort of abstract like that but then when i was reading it i thought wow you know it's really i think you've done a very good job of explaining very sort of clearly and and simply uh what what's going on um in in quite a, a good you know like breakdown like it does have a bit of a progression where it talks about uh, yeah, what is a cryptocurrency like in general terms? And then how does the cryptocurrency work? And then what is it used for? And then what are the sort of additional like features and stuff towards the end, right? So I think that progression was uh, was really nice. And I, I mean, I picked up stuff that I didn't didn't know reading it, right? So like the you had a little mention there of the zero confirmation. Uh, forfeits right as being a potential uh, future feature i'd never heard of that and i mean that's you know it's, it's a, another aspect of that like game theory economic incentives type stuff which is such an unexplored field right i'm sure we're going to see more and more development in that um over the next couple of decades uh and the dash insta mine as well i'd never heard of I, I, I owned dash like a few years back <laughs> Um, but I, I'd, I'd never, never heard about any of that. So there's just all these more and more little, you know, nooks and crannies that you can, you can find out about cryptocurrency. Yeah. And I think I've only like touched the surface. There are so much more things you can say and do and things to learn about. Uh, these are just things I, I picked up during the years and I'm, oh, this is uh, kind of cool to, to, to remember, remember. And I put it in a doc and I'm, and I used it later here. And I think a lot of, I don't think much of these things are new. These are just things that some, someone has said that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to expand on this. And this seems pretty useful. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I, decided I'd do this podcast I think it was the same motivation as you had which is I got sick of typing something out for about the 50th time where you're just like look I've already <laughs> argued with I know it wasn't this exact person but I've told somebody else this 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 and and I, I think it's interesting is that people you know you see posts on on reddit or on forums or even like your friends and family or whatever and they they've heard about bitcoin a few times or, or whatever they're finally they're a little bit interested and they ask a question and it's like, well, uh, what happens when there's no money for the miners or something like that? And you think, look, the first, the first, oh, the classic example I really want to say is when people say, oh, look, I found this trading bot for Bitcoin and I'm going to pay $5 and get this trading bot. And they, they can think in their mind, oh, I'm instantly going to be rich or like, I'm going to, you know, it's just going to print me money. And you think... People, people go from it's not a scam, Bitcoin at all, to I'm curious about Bitcoin because clearly there's enough substance to it that it's not a scam. But then immediately they're looking for the scam angle, you know? Yes. I mean, and I, I must admit, I, I was a little bit the same. So when I heard about Dash, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to run so many masternodes and I'm going to earn so much money. And then I, I learned more and it's like, well, if something sounds too good to be true, it's probably is. And there are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, this, these cloud mining things, for instance, well, it's not so profitable. And me and my friend, we were talking, oh, we're going to be, become miners. And then, it, you know, uh, and I, I, I think we need to be like, uh, educate. when I started writing this book, it, it was almost felt like a, a step down, like, oh, okay, I, I settled for doing something that's not so important instead of working on the full note, mm-hmm. for instance. But the more I think about it, the more I think that uh, education or reaching out to new people is so very important. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's obviously historically a huge problem that cryptocurrencies has had has been the, the, the PR. I mean, I, I'm... I, I, I'm in two minds about that because on one hand, okay, obviously Bitcoin had so many scams and issues and whatever else. But on the other hand, that stuff is all great publicity, right? Like if Bitcoin was just, it worked, but it was super boring. Nobody would ever get excited. But the fact there was scams and drugs and hackers and people in, yeah, you know, losing uncountable amounts of money that then later on, you know, they had in their hard drive and, there's just this it's such a good story it's so many things about it. satoshi's yeah. anonymous and then some people claim to be satoshi and then they weren't satoshi and then you know dorian nakamoto got called out for being satoshi but he wasn't satoshi but all of that stuff right it's just this constant like circus that goes on uh over the top of the the sort of the much slower technical development as it just slowly ramps up you know, one line by line of new wallet implementations, more secure businesses supporting it, more exchanges, more ways to interact with things in the scene, all, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me as well, I think just this same idea of explaining things to, to people because they do have those same questions uh, over and over again. And I don't think most people are ever like most people will be familiar with cryptocurrencies eventually because it's just going to be a part of their lives right but the fact is i spent most of my life never wondering what is money and where it came from and a lot of people didn't and they find cryptocurrency and then they got to have that education but i think especially as over time uis get slicker and stuff it, it will soon sort of fade into the background of all these questions of what is mining and how you know who decides this that and the other thing like people people won't care it's like the internet you know people are not going going out to read up on http and how it all works they just know okay i've go on my phone there's a thing called the internet i can go to these addresses that's where stuff is like yeah yeah so one thing i i think the community does a bit wrong here is they focus so much on the tech technology i mean so they recommend to a new to a new person well go read the white mm. paper i did that so <laughs> i screwed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so the white paper is actually very readable for a white mm. paper but it's still quite technical right and and really the the how bitcoin does what it it does it doesn't really matter what matter is uh uh, what P- Bitcoin do? I mean, what properties do they have? For instance, that a transaction can never be reversed. Mm. This is much more important for to know than how it does that. Yeah. Uh, 
And after that, you can, okay, well, what does it, does it mean, really? Well, you have uh, sensor, uncensorable transactions, for instance. So what does it mean? Well, it means that PayPal cannot shut down a small business like they have done thousands of times before. Well, it means that the U.S. government cannot block uh, donations to WikiLeaks when WikiLeaks uh, release uh, evidence of their war crimes, for instance. And these are good things. These are like concrete things. And I think we should start there, not with the, these abstract things or even the abstract thing of what money is, even though I think that's a pretty important thing. And I had also never even thought about it, even though uh, everyone uses money all the time. And money, I mean, money is everywhere. You can't live in this world if you don't use money or do something with money. So. Uh, if cryptocurrencies can be money or maybe they can improve some aspect of money, well, that is huge. But I, I think that these concrete examples are even better to show someone why crypto exists. For instance, uh, what you showed here that anyone can, can, send, uh, can send donations to this girl in Brazil. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it, it explains so much. Yeah. And that's why I think those kind of experiences, you know, I throw in a dollar, a bunch of people throw in a dollar. And the, to me, the return on investment there is massive. It's not even like some, okay, it's nice that it's, a, I feel a bit charitable and stuff like that. But it's also just, it's like a no brainer from a business case, right? Where you, okay, she's got a little bit of Bitcoin. She can see, okay, this is how it works. Wow. I can receive money from everywhere. Maybe she's excited about it. She tells five of her friends. Uh, you know, she sends a couple to, to, to them as well. Like they share around a couple of dollars and then because it's not necessarily the case that people are going to be flooding through the doors to buy things with cryptocurrency the next uh, day. But if you can give it a bit of that positive initial impression, then it'll just sit in the back of the mind until that scenario comes up and then it will be like, oh, well, you know, it's actually happening whenever that is. It doesn't need to be soon or, or later. But it's it's just that uh, it, it's important to have those initial impressions and get yeah get a, a real sense of it. Yeah, and I think adoption wise, so adoption is super important and it's what I think we should focus most of our time with. But it it, uh, it kind of it's slow. It it's slow to replace like the existing infrastructure we have. It's super slow to to replace something like PayPal, and it's extremely slow to to replace something like the U.S. dollar, for instance. I mean, many cryptocurrency advocates have this dream of, well, we're gonna replace the the dollar, but that will take like decades or 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 centuries if it ever happens. So. Uh, I think we need to, to focus on these small things and uh, hopefully it will ramp up by its own in the future. I, it's interesting you say that, decades or centuries. I don't know if I agree with that because to me, <laughs> to me, obviously, I think of it in terms of Bitcoin cryptocurrency has been going for 12 years now. And I think the, the hard fork between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash originally, I think that, that definitely slowed things down at least six or seven years minimum maybe 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 10 i think it's hard for people who weren't there at the time or to sort of understand how much momentum and and energy everything had going forward and i think now in 2021 we're, we're starting to see sort of crypto start to get a little bit of that same foothold that it had 
then it's actually in some ways quite handy because now it's just been going on in the background and people have heard about it over and over and over and over and over again that's the main thing you need for adoption is somebody to hear about it 10 times 20 times 100 times because eventually they get the they get the idea of i've heard about this so many times and i don't know about it why not like i need to i need to look this up nobody likes to be the one person in the room who who isn't with it who doesn't know what's going on and so it just takes seeding those you know people who who get really into it and they buy some or they trade some or, or whatever they do uh first and then i agree with you that it takes a long time but it is also an exponential and especially in the modern world where we have the internet and we have you know th- this and that going on in some respects it makes me think back to those early days of 2012 or 2013 actually how small the bitcoin community was then because now it, it's probably you know 10 or 100 times the size and yet i haven't seen any noticeable change in what's going on in the world in terms of oh wow people are doing bitcoin payments anywhere and so it makes me think you know with the internet it, it can kind of amplify that even if there was only let's say less than a hundred thousand people in the world or something like that who were into bitcoin it still felt like wow it's kicking off you know everybody's uh, everybody's got businesses and ideas and this is going on and that's going on right yeah and i mean it's always been been difficult to to predict the future but that's even more difficult now and today when we have the internet and the technology is like exploding it's like improving at such a rapid rate that it's it's almost impossible to say where where are we in a decade from now for instance i mean when the computers came they were like well nobody's gonna have a computer in their home i mean that's just ridiculous and now here we are like a decade after the smartphone or yeah, it was, well, decades, it was 2007 was the smartphone and steve jobs so it's probably 15 years just about yeah and now we have like a smart smartwatch which is almost as powerful as uh, whatever iphone first released and i mean uh, we we went to the moon with uh, <laughs> i love those stats a comp- yeah <laughs> Yeah, a, a computer that was less powerful than a regular watch. I mean, not even these smart watches we have. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think I think I, centuries. I, it's not going to take centuries just because I feel like the, the when you think about it, you know, an exponential, it's like the last 50% takes, you know, maybe like one year or something like that. If half of the population is using mm-hmm, Bitcoin, yes. then it's like, it's it's all over. Like one year later, everybody is using Bitcoin, right? So it's, yeah. I, I just think, yeah, I, I think the hard fork set us back, but I would say like by 2030, I think, I mean, even if I, I don't know, probably not five, five years still seems a bit fast to me. 10 years a lot can happen in 10 years and just because now the wallets are there and all that sort of stuff like for me like i mentioned in my previous episode with uh my parents getting a bit into it and stuff like that i did a transaction the other day with you know some people who'd never done crypto before and it's literally they download the app you send them some it pops up at a nice little notification ding you just got one dollar of cryptocurrency it's like wow that was easy 
Uh, yeah, it is. So I think the the battle now is not is not so much the technology, even though that's still going to be the bleeding edge of what people are working on. I think now it's totally about politics, about people's opinions, about society, about sp- spreading that message, and about education. I, I think you're you're right to be to be focused on that. Yeah. So what's the what's the game plan with this then i mean you do have a bit of a section in the book so i do partly know but for the for the listeners when, when are you planning to have this this finished uh, finished and uh, what happens then because to me it's already seen it's basically all there right yeah so so the web version is basically there and it's basically complete and i'm working on uh, an ebook and a print version and the cover was uh, finished like just this week i guess yeah, that was actually so cool. I've got to pull that pull that up um, here in a second because that that was uh, that was what first grabbed my eyes. This cover that you've done is actually so cool. Let me just uh, let me just find yeah, it. Yeah, is it on the site? Yeah, is it on Y cryptocurrencies, or am I going to have to look it up? No, it's edit? not. Um, okay. I think you need to search for it in Reddit. Yeah. I, I've only uploaded uh, okay, I need to I need to create a better landing page for the website mm-hmm. to showcase the print version and the ebook as well. Uh, so I I had this idea for a cover. I wanted to to people to to look at it and to represent different things that I talk about in the book or different things related to cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have like a confused person in there. Uh, and I love cyber, cyberpunk, so I wanted it to be a bit cyberpunky, yeah. and it it turned out really well. I found this uh, awesome designer who who helped me realize my vision. Uh, yeah, let me just let so, me yeah. just get this on on screen here. Like I I was like, this is so cool. this could be a poster. You know you you know what you should do is you should sell uh sell like posters or like a framed. Even just a poster, I think, would be bloody good. I would have a poster of this on my wall. It's just, it's, it's so awesome. So for yeah, people who are listen, listen to the audio versions, don't look. You know, I mean, you can go on YouTube and look up this episode and and have a look at it. But I do really recommend. It's this, yeah, like you're saying, it's this sort of cyberpunk um, cartoon of uh, someone in a hoodie on on this sort of street, which I guess is like. Uh, like cryptocurrency street in this sort of Blade Runner type apocalyptic <laughs> scenario, I guess, with a little bit of uh, you know government oversight or something going on in the top, a bit of a zeppelin, and all the neon signs of all the shops are sort of crypto-related things. So there's a Bitcoin symbol. There's um, you know Dogecoin, Monero, like blockchain. Uh, and these sort of references to to different things like TX Street, uh, which is the site where you can watch uh, the you know the blockchain transactions happening. Uh, I was curious about this triple X. Is there? Am I missing something that, or is it just like it's related to porn and you can? You know... uh, no, it's just porn. And uh, cryptocurrencies is a good use uh, case for porn. Yeah. And I think recently uh, Visa and Mastercard they. Uh, dropped uh, Pornhub mm. uh, for pay- payments. So they, the only option they had was to return to cryptocurrencies. So now you, the only way you can use uh, get a premium account on Pornhub is to pay with crypto. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I, when I saw it, I thought, yeah. And I like this as well, this trust us <laughs> under the bank. It's very like, uh, they lie, do you know? Or, or what's it called? They live. They live. Have you, do you, do you know that movie? No, I, I actually don't. Okay, well, it's this, again, it's, uh, I'll, I'll link you to the scene afterwards, but it's this, maybe we can even just uh, line it up here. But it's this movie from the 80s. The movie itself is actually pretty rubbish, but it's known for two things which is um one is that it has the one of the longest fight scenes uh of any maybe it is the longest fight scene of any movie it goes on for maybe 10 or 15 minutes right uh and the other thing that it's super famous for is this is this scene so i'll just uh see if we can get get here we go and this nice um and it's this guy and yeah he's on the street and he has a look at these uh, <laughs> these billboards for advertising, and with these special sunglasses, he can see how the population is being controlled as to uh, the messaging to them, right? Of to consume and be part of the capitalist society, and yeah, advertising and and all that stuff. So, it kind of uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, it's a very interesting idea and i think it plays quite well uh as well on on tv um with the the kind of like seeing the truth you know and i think it does also tie in quite nicely with uh cryptocurrency because people maybe have that sense of oh i now i can understand how money works and how the system happens with the banks and fractional reserve lending and all this stuff that you you never find out until one day you kind of think wow i've been living in this system my whole life and and i never saw it yeah basically i i think yeah actually the big short movie yeah. uh, popularized uh, this idea pretty well that well banks aren't really that good hmm. and it really plays into the i mean the whole cyberpunk idea is uh, mega corps taking over and controlling your life basically and that's really what the banks are today and we're well I, I wouldn't say they're that evil but it feels like we're moving toward this future this dystopia that uh, I think cyberpunk uh, displays so very well yeah I mean and it was with the whole GME situation and stuff recently as well it's just sort of yeah. a, a confirmation of that and people i i think i think part of it is yeah it is sort of, sort of unknowing education that we have because one way i always imagined a bank i think a lot of people did was that when you're a kid you have a, a piggy bank right and you put you, you get a couple of coins because i don't know your parents give you some or however the hell you get them and you put them in the bank and you think, oh, that's my money. And your parents teach you, listen, if you want to get something, a video game, something, you've got to save up and then you s diligently save away. And then you get, you finally, one day you crack open the piggy bank. I didn't have, a, it wasn't a piggy. I had a, I had a jar, but you have the jar and then bam, you, you get what you want and you think, wow. And then that informs your model of, of how it works because then at some stage you get a bank account and you think, yep, this is like my just a piggy bank, you know, put the money in there. And then when I come back, you know, the money is still there and, and all that, you, you kind of learn, learn that system. But 
of course, that's completely not how it actually works with the the banks that, you know, they, they're giving you a promise to give you back the money, but they don't just have the money sitting in the vault for you there because I guess we I learned with coins and, and stuff like that, but maybe kids now, maybe they don't. Maybe it is just, well, it's probably going to be cryptocurrency, I think, which is quite interesting. Uh, they're never going to argue about whether or not cryptocurrency is real because as soon as one kid at school... I don't know when kids get smartphones these days, but one kid is going to have a smartphone with some crypto and immediately that's going to become the local economy. It'll be whatever chocolate bars or whatever is being sold for sure. It's going to spread around like wildfire. So I don't know whether that's happened yet, but it's just going to at some point. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I don't think that if we use crypto that banks will disappear or something. I... uh, I do think they they have some um, pretty good use cases. For example, they give out loans. They might help you with investments or insurance, for instance. But uh, it will definitely uh, bring down their power. And uh, fractional banking, sure, they can do it on, on top of cryptocurrencies too. But it's much more risky because they don't have a central bank just waiting to to help them if they screw up, which is basically what they do today. If the banks screw up, the central bank can just give them an unlimited amount of money to rescue them. So the banks don't really, I mean, they, they get, uh, get out of free jail card, really. They can do whatever they want. They can mess up how badly they want. They will still get rescued. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, I think there's still going to be a place for for financial services, exactly like you're saying. I think it would take a very different uh, form in the sense that the 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 security model of Bitcoin and one of the reasons that it's been such a struggle and so scam filled the whole uh, transition process, even for people who understand cryptocurrency fairly well is it's very new and different for people to understand wait i'm in i'm in control and that's that control comes with costs right which is that you're the one who can screw it up and especially when you're not familiar at first that's difficult and the the kind of yeah the model is that instead of having one big honeypot of everybody's money in the bank and you can go in and rob the bank and get all the money out i mean again that's not really how it works now in this world of digital computers anyway you can't really do that but in the days of we're going to go and stick up the gold vault and and get all the gold out instead it's more like well if you have every individual different person who has all done their own little security arrangements then it's much harder to to hack it and crack it so that was the sort of failings of of things like mount gox and whatever right where they had all the funds in their one (laughs) big pot and then of course that was where the hacking or who knows whether it was just the social engineering or just the opportunism of the people involved or or whatever kind of (laughs) kicks into gear and then everybody who had their bitcoin saved there discovers that it's all gone right so i I really want to reinforce to to the listeners whether they have crypto or what, what whatever they're doing at the moment. This idea of not your keys, not your coins. So, if you have cryptocurrency, you want to have it in a wallet, uh, uh, not on an exchange, not on the Lightning Network, not on whatever other system. It's got to be on the blockchain in your uh, wallet because 
that's the only that's the way you don't <laughs> run into any of those uh scams and stuff and it's it seems intimidating and, and difficult and different and and that's because it is that's the new way that we need to start thinking about about finance yeah i think one difficult thing is to, how to secure your wallet it's not something i wrote in this book but it's something i mean it's almost like missing. We, we need to have good, clear guidelines or, or recommendations on how to secure us, your seed. Because uh, we always just say, well, write down your seed. But then your uh, a, a burglar might find it mm. and then they will take all your coins. Maybe your disgruntled uh, ex-girlfriend might find it <laughs> and she takes your coins. Yeah. Or, or maybe your house will burn down yeah. and maybe your phone was there together with your seed, and so on. I mean, there are many ways to shoot yourself in the foot, unfortunately. So uh, cryptocurrencies, they I don't think they improve everything. I mean, there are drawbacks and there are difficulties here. Uh, so I think uh, uh, education and understanding what it is you're doing. I mean, writing down your seed is, is a very good step, but it's only the first step, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and because, yeah, it sort of comes to that idea that because you're in control, people people are used to trusting institutions. They're used to banks being in charge of their finances or maybe, I don't know, insurance companies being in charge of their medical records or, or whatever. And I think as things move forward, we'll see more and more. Uh, recently, I was looking at this uh, decentralized finance stuff in cryptocurrency and the idea as well with Kim.com and his uh, new, what's his new project, K.im. A lot of this stuff, it has client-side uh, storage of your keys and then you just interact with the service, which to a, an external user, if they're not particularly technical, maybe it doesn't make a big difference if they don't understand if, okay, I use my browser, I go on this site and I do whatever. But there's a very big difference between logging onto Facebook and Facebook has your passwords and all that and it lets you onto the site, it has all your content there versus something where you have client-side keys like in decentralized finance or whatever where actually if the service goes down or goes away or if they got hacked or whatever, they wouldn't have access to your information or your ways of logging in or your money in the case of uh, cryptocurrency. And so people, that, there's no obvious UI distinction either between those those two things and I think people will have to become a little, slightly more technically educated uh, just as out of necessity to start to understand this new model because things were not programmed like that in the past, whether because it wasn't really that possible or whether just because we hadn't got to that stage of development. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, as well, we can, we can talk as well about, you told me about your project, uh, BitPal, that you made for it was for a hackathon right yeah so i actually wanted to do this before so i i'm gonna sell my my book like an ebook on amazon and and the usual places but i also want to to sell it from my site and just have you send whatever you want and you will get the ebook for free yeah. or, or for free and uh, i wanted to so how do you accept crypto uh, for your website. Well, I'm a programmer. I, I should be able to figure this out, right? So uh, I had a few requirements. So I wanted to verify everything with my own full node. 
and there are no good solutions, or I didn't think so, at least. Uh, there is BTC Pay Server, for instance, but they don't have uh, Bitcoin Cash support. Uh, there's this other pro project as well, but uh, they only use SPV security, and that's great and all, but I wanted to, to go the full mile. So the idea was, well, okay, I, ca I can just figure it out and add it to my site. And then we had this uh, uh, hackathon, which uh, uh, was organized by Wikilum Unlimited, and I figured, well, I can use this as an excuse to actually, to actually do this thing, because I, I'm a big procrastinator. Uh, procrastinator, of course. I mean, if if I can get away without doing anything, I will do that. I mean, I would do something else. They say devs so, are very so lazy, right? Like uh, programmers, that's what they do is they will work very hard at figuring out a way to be lazier. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like, well, I, I can configure my Vim config like for hours just to do <laughs> this small thing a little bit more efficient, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, so so me and uh, and one of my friends did did this, and and we managed to do uh, well. We call it BitPal, like like a play on on BitPay, mm. because BitPay has recently started to add uh, pretty hard know your customers. Uh, so so they often require you to to sign up. They didn't used to do this, uh, and then you have to like provide their driver's license or passport or or whatever. So the, the next step really is for merchants or websites to accept crypto directly with, without having any third parties. So you shouldn't go through BitPay because BitPay may say that, hey, this uh, torrenting VPS, well, we don't like torrenting, so we don't support your site. They might say, well, this porn thing, we don't like porn, so we will just not support your site. So I, and uh, uh, BitPal, it's, uh, well, you run your own node, you run your own hardware, you verify your own transactions, and the server doesn't even know know your uh, know your private key or your seed. You can have your wallet in, in your phone, for instance, and you will receive your uh, payments there. And this uh, uh, was made uh, in as an Elixir library because I wanted to to make my site in Elixir or Phoenix, and. We actually managed to finish it in during the hackathon, which is pretty good because, well, I have a kid and I, we have both work to do, uh, so it was a bit stressful. Uh, and the plan is to integrate this into my site, and I want to add like uh, many different cryptos as well because I want to, uh, I mean, uh, foster adoption. And if you have received a small tip of uh, crypto. Somewhere, I mean, uh, what can you use it for if you have one dollar in crypto, for instance? Well, maybe not so much. Well, I want to give you an op uh, option to, to buy the ebook here and to, to sponsor me or whatever you call it. Mm. Uh, yeah, basically, that's the project. Yeah, I mean, I, I, lo I love the idea because it seems inevitable to me that somebody is going to do some uh, project like this and being a software developer as well myself, I know that usually I will expect there to be an open source implementation of a standard type of thing, right? So let's say a standard type of uh, a calendar widget, right? That you might have on a website. I will be very surprised if I, okay, I need to put this in my project. Let me just look it up, calendar, <laughs> JavaScript, 
and I am expecting there to be one library. Usually for something like a calendar, there'll be three or four options and one of them will be good, one of them will be mediocre and two or three will be like three years old and nobody's really bothering with them anymore, right? So things do uh, concentrate down and the one that's good will be really good. It'll have all the documentation, it'll have exactly what I need and I'm just off to the races, right? And so for crypto, I think because there is, I mean, it's still quite new, obviously, the pool of developers is still small, and also the uh, the use cases of it still haven't been explored and expanded. And what dev resources there are going directly into the very basic infrastructure in terms of the protocol itself, the full node implementations, maybe different kinds of wallets or whatever. There's already a lot of work on that. So there ha it hasn't matured and expanded out into these other kinds of, of tools like you're, like you're saying with the payment processing stuff. So, I mean, I could definitely see myself using it for this uh for, for my website right for the podcast uh i'm not exactly sure what or how i'm gonna <laughs> work that in the in the future but it does occur to me that maybe people can donate to these uh videos individually but maybe i should have some solution to donate there directly or maybe i have some paid content i actually i'm not super keen on that idea so all the <laughs> listeners can relax i'm not oh no this new secret episode costs a dollar like I, I don't think I'm really going in that direction. But anyway, some idea might occur to me. I don't know, some merchandising or could, could be anything. Uh, and if the tools were there, you know, that would be that would be really helpful. I think. Yeah, I mean there are uh, similar solutions. Like if you want to rely on uh, someone else's REST API, for instance, I think uh, Bitcoin.com has one. Uh, you can do that. Uh, I I just wanted to go in a slightly different direction. I also think there's uh, things like pay button, which is basically just a JavaScript uh, thing you insert into your page and you can accept payments, which is really sweet. It's I wanted to do it like this way, and I think there are many other different ways to to uh, to do it as well. And I think as the space matures, I think we'll see all these options, which cater to slightly different needs, will appear. This was just uh, a thing to scratch my own itch. <laughs> well, that's usually how the best uh, dev programs get started, right? It's uh, something I'm passionate about. What one thing leads to another thing, and before you know it, you have a bunch of people chipping in uh, pull requests online, I guess. Yeah. So the idea is to launch a flip starter for this, like on Sunday, I think. Uh, and it would allow me and another guy to take a little break for our job and maybe make it production ready. So now it's only like an Elixir library, but we would like to have an uh, REST API and we would like to have uh, like great documentation. So it's easy to spin up your own server if you want, etc. So uh, I don't know. We'll see if that uh, happens or if it doesn't happen. If it doesn't, then I will, you know, uh, fix it so I can use it for my site. And it's open source, so anyone can just take it and run with it if that's what they want. Yeah, I'll have to have to take a look at that myself. I've done a little bit of Elixir program. I really, really like Elixir as a programming language, but unfortunately, there's very little industrial demand for it uh, in the in yeah. the current market. So. I haven't uh, haven't managed to work it into my. I know at my old job actually I did uh, I did cheekily do a little bit of Elixir on one or two things that it probably wasn't quite necessary for just to uh, 
uh, just to appease myself. But yeah, I'll, I, I, I might have a look at that and yeah, hopefully the, the flip starter will go well. I mean, that's uh, just one thing to interestingly touch on. Have you, have you done a flip starter before or is this going to be your first... No, that, this, is, this is my first and I really love the idea. I mean, Kickstarter is really big for a reason. And I think Flipstarter, again, uh, removing the third party. So, so you don't have to trust, trust Kickstarter with your money. It will just go directly to the content creators. It, it's just a uh, fantastic use of crypto. And I think this is one of these like extra features or extensions that you don't really think about either. I tried to exemplify some of them in my book, but there are like thousands more. Uh, some call it like uh, programmable money. And I think that's a, a pretty good description of what cryptos really are. Yeah, I think it's interesting that people don't... In, in some ways, we've got a bit of a disconnect, right? Because on, on one side, you have all the people who are not uh, involved in cryptocurrency or they don't get it or there's you know all the problems we were talking about before with education. And then you have this tiny little funnel where people are slowly trickling through. And then on the other side, you have all these apps that are being built and all this stuff. And it's like, if you have cryptocurrency already, but even then it's split down into all the different cryptocurrencies. So maybe some things only yeah. work with some currencies, but... On the other side, you have so many people who are so keen and so excited and the devs are building these new products and features and everything like that. But then there's not that much of an audience for them because not because it's not awesome things, but because there's not people who are A, already have the cryptocurrency or B, familiar enough, they're already overwhelmed by, oh, I could just send it, sending and receiving. They're not thinking, how can I be on this decentralized uh, Kickstarter or how can I be, yeah, you know, whatever whatever different apps there are right there's there's thousands of them um and i'm sure yeah, yeah the, the good ones will, will rise to the top but uh i think yeah again just more adoption really solves that problem yeah and uh, you touch uh, on another thing that I, i'm a, a bit annoyed about about the cryptocurrency space it's the the subdivision between all the dif different cryptos like you have Bitcoin Cash, you have Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Monero, Ethereum, etc., etc., and it's like uh, people are very what do you call it well, uh, tribal. tribal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my crypto that I support is the best, and everyone are else are shit coins or altcoins or whatever, and I, I'm really annoyed about that. So my book isn't really about any one single crypto. I mean, I bring up Bitcoin Cash because I like it because it follows the peer-to-peer -peer digital cash uh, vision that Satoshi uh, set forth, meaning you, you should be able to use it as payment. You should be able to use it as money. And from my point of view, I support all the cryptos that have this vision. I mean, I don't really care if it's Bitcoin Cash that survives in the end or if it's called Dogecoin or Boobcoin or whatever. I don't I don't really care. I, I support the crypto vision generally. And I think uh, it would be good if more people did that and not only just focused on their little thing and reject all the other. Yeah, I mean, I think part, that's I think a lot of that comes down to a the fact that it's very online and it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. Any community that is online, it's so much more, uh, you know, uptight. And it just has to be because online, it's so anybody from the world can be coming in and trolling you and acting in bad faith and stuff. If you have a meetup with people online face-to-face, -face, it's pretty quick to filter out people who are just, you know, they're 
being there and you know being disingenuous right but online you're forced by that pressure and so everybody has to kind of defend uh against that and i think also obviously because people have money in it because they've got money on the line whether their currency succeeds or doesn't succeed or whatever maybe they have too much money uh invested in it so they're quite uh quite opinionated or quite invested in what happens and i think yeah once you have i mean the funny thing is i think in the future there will be services and stuff that emerge where it will be just paying whatever currency you want and there'll be some sort of service that just converts it into i I don't know i'm maybe that already kind of exists like i know there's side shift uh different services like this that basically you can pay in one kind of currency and then receive out in another currency so you could easily have uh like with bitpay like you were saying before you have these payment gateways or different merchant services or whatever where the user can pick i have this cryptocurrency i have ethereum or i have bitcoin cash or i have dogecoin and you just send it in there and then it automatically gets transferred in the market you know maybe it gets sold on an exchange at the market price or whatever they buy another cryptocurrency that the merchant has decided i want to be receiving this currency and then that that currency gets received which is very interesting because it means that we could have a completely interoperative economy but at the same time preserve the ability to sort of vote i like that about cryptocurrency that people can vote on what currency they want by which one they accept and which one they they hold right so that people can uh, actively support the community or the payment system or whatever that they want i i really don't think we should lose that although i think we could be less tribal yeah i I do think uh, there are these services. I think BTC Pay Server has something similar uh, where you can automatically shift. Uh, the problem with this is, of course, that it requires a third party. So uh, if you rely on Shapeshift, for example, well, you need to trust that they don't suddenly add know your customer uh, requirements, which they coincidentally have done. I think they're moving, trying to move away from that, but it's it's kind of hard for them, for instance. Uh, there are projects which, which uh, want to do atomic swaps, so you can, uh, for instance, I follow the Monero community a lot, and they're working on the Bitcoin and the Monero atomic swap. So you could theoretically uh, accept Monero and then receive Bitcoin or the, the reverse. And I think the grand vision with Bitpal, if you're going to do something like the best payment processor ever, is to have this. You should accept all the cryptocurrencies and you should be able to say, well, I only want to receive Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin or Monero or whatever. But you can pay with whatever you want. Yeah. I think. Any money is money, right? If you're a merchant, you're probably yeah. uh, whatever they want to pay with. That's what you got to accept, right? And I think that's a lesson that people need to people need to understand. And I, I'm personally not a huge advocate for going out and saying to merchants, accept Bitcoin, blah blah blah, Bitcoin Cash, blah blah, blah all that sort of stuff. It seems like you could put in a lot of effort and not get very far. You could put that effort into something else, but that it will ha- merchant adoption in my mind arises naturally as you get a concentration of people in an area with that currency, because then soon enough, either the merchant themselves, they start buying uh, cryptocurrency and then they think, well, I'm already selling this. Why don't I just sell it for crypto as well? It's not really a hassle. Or there's so many people that they just sort of suddenly twig that, wait a second, 60% of my potential customers have this or, or, or whatever. So 
Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we've been going for <laughs> nearly an hour and uh, 20 minutes, so uh, we can we can wrap it up. I don't know how uh, how long you have this evening, but uh, yeah, is there is there anything you wanted to mention or bring up? Any any topics, any message to the Bitcoin Cash community? Any, anything you think uh, needs needs saying? I didn't prepare anything and I can't come up with anything yeah, either. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, be less tribal. We can we can run with that just uh, even if even if Bitcoin Cash that, that's what I'm here for. I'm a huge advocate of that even to the ex- exclusivity of other uh currencies. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about sometime I'll have an episode where I talk about okay, what's all the different currencies and what are my thoughts and stuff like that. But uh I think yeah, people people need to just be understanding because everyone can have their own little sandbox. Everybody can play in their little part of the crypto sphere, and ultimately, other people who are on board with crypto are not the ones that really are out of the loop, right? Because it's really um, you know just a matter of preference, one one cryptocurrency or another, and it's really more about spreading crypto to the ninety nine percent of people who don't have it. Uh, and I think yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that it's it's the the vision or like the crypto as money or we should use crypto to pay for things. I think that's the important thing that we should focus about, not fighting with with our our little army against their little army when the rest of the world are watching. Mm. Yeah, well said, well said. All right, cool. So yeah, then that's uh, pretty much the end of the show. So people can check out why cryptocurrencies at the the link uh maybe the bitpal stuff as well if you send me a link I'll, I'll put that in the show description and stuff for people who are interested uh they can check that out i want to say thanks to the donators uh that we had on the last and every episode it's great love you a lot and also as well i have been working on the rss feed i keep meaning to mention this but <laughs> I don't do you know much about RSS uh, I, I created my own RSS feed I, I use this external service and I put up the first episode and then the second episode they said oh we're going to charge you or sign up something like oh, this so I decided <laughs> look I'll just code it up myself so I did and I made it and it was all working and I got the first three episodes going but then when I published the last episode it didn't sort of pop up in people's feeds but because I'm not a rss user myself even though I, I think it's a good idea but i've just never got really into it because i don't use it myself i'm kind of out of the loop as to what i'm missing but yeah yeah i think i i've created my rss feed myself as well uh it's kind of tricky i guess uh, i didn't have like a ready made library for that either so i mean i'm just generating a rss.xml file which i just have in the public folder of my uh, yeah yeah web server. so i sort of feel like if i just update that if i you know add in the new um the new content which is being generated uh, a loop over the episode list then it should it should just work but <laughs> so it hasn't seemed to work so obviously i'm missing something anyway i'll uh, i'll figure that out but for the listeners i'm i'm getting there it's just a matter of when do i have time to sit down and uh bash away at it so yeah thank you very much for coming on the show and uh, well thank you so much for inviting me and thank you for helping fixing uh, uh, spelling and grammar issues in my book yes yes i'll uh, i need to finish that i'll <laughs> when i've uh, got time to read through the last couple segments I'll, I'll do that as well 
All right. So, yep, uh, I guess that's it. And uh, until next time.